back to old school with DP and J. Welcome back. Uh, we're trying, man. We're trying to juggle these the, the March, the the women's tournament, Big Ten tournament, the men's Big Ten tournament, the state uh, Nebraska state uh, basketball tournament. We're trying to schedule all of those dates and kind of get the calendar looking the way we, that it needs to, so we can figure out. Who's going to be where? What can we do? What what can't we do? There's a lot of stuff in play. Um, Jay, it, it's there's a lot. There's often discussion about the look of a player, sure, and the what the players do with their bodies while they're here. Yeah. Nobody comes to Lincoln prepared body type wise for what they're they're going to have to face. You face it in baseball and basketball. You face it in track. You face it in football specifically, right? Especially right. with big guys that come in. Um, folks want to get to the point where they, the numbers are massive, right? It's, it's wonderful to say that you're six six four, three hundred and ten 310 pounds, but that might, that might not be the best frame for the work that you're going to be asked to do. Sure. So who determines what, a, what an athlete's body type should look like? Is that coach? Is that player? Is that what should it be? How does that break down? I'm sure that they – it's a collaborative uh, effort, you know, or, you know, conversation. You, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure they have an idea. I'm sure, like, when teams are recruiting players, whether it's in any sport, have for a certain position a certain height, weight requirements, right? I'm assuming, you know, just especially because it's it's such tight competition now where kids are, in my opinion, overdeveloped at an earlier age. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches just from my assumption, like guys that are closer to ready-made to play earlier in college, right? Because one, you know, you're, they're not blessed to have longevity at a place like say a coach Osborne, that that's just not happening anymore. And developing kids isn't a high, isn't, isn't a big priority for a lot of coaches. So, I think it's a collaborative effort. I mean, they had the story out there at Penn State, James Franklin with the, you know, the player that, you know, he essentially cut him because he didn't get big enough. And the and the guy felt like, it, you know, messed with his head. And then it kind of, you know, he was like, hey, look, you recruited me and I was effective at a certain weight. You wanted me at another weight. And it affected how I play. And then it affected how, you, you know, it affected how, you know, his position on the team. So I think it's, it's the coaches probably meet. And then they meet with a player, and they give them kind of a range, and the player kind of gets in tune with it. But you know, I will say this: there's not a coach out there, or I assume, and I can only give a little bit of like kudos, just because I I wasn't in any of these meetings, but I just know Nebraska and the way they go about. I know Dave Ellis, I personally, and then I know how great of a nutritionist he is. I know Zach Duvall personally. I know what type of weight coach he is and type of program they have, which is next level to even what I was able to have in Nebraska was next level when I was here, I felt like. So they so when they're making these decisions, it's for the betterment of the player to be the best that they can be, you know. Now the hard part is is you gotta make sure that the player is and this is only a personal choice, willing to here and, and sometimes people will think like oh well you need to get bigger or you need to drop your body fat or yeah you were 280 in high school but you know you probably were 15 pounds overweight you know whatever you know so we need to do this to get you there 
they have to be open to that conversation, both perce- perception, perceiving it good or bad, but then also then they have to okay, be open to it, and this is what I have to do. Now you have to make the sacrifices in order to get there, right? So you're going to have to sacrifice something. It's time. Uh, you're going to have to start to maybe come accustomed to maybe eating meals more regularly or meals that aren't, you know, at the top of your list of taste buds in order for you to get to a certain um, body fat, body frame, X, Y, and Z. And then it's got to be all for the potential for you to be a better player um, individually, but then you're doing it collectively for for the team. And that's what's, that's part of being a good teammate. It is. That's part of being a good teammate because if 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 me and Rico say we're say we're running a four three right, mm-hmm. so say me and Rico are one or two year starters, but you're a young guy and you ha- you can play, but you need to get bigger and stronger. So as a good teammate, in order for you us to, to work. Be, you got to get to work. But then if you're missing workouts, missing meals, you know, kind of just doing the basics in the weight room, you, you get what I'm saying. You're still the same football player, how, how but you're not a good teammate. Sh- how does that show up when people ask? Because it happens all the time, uh, even in the off season. You're looking at the running back room, and people are speculating. Okay, this is the depth chart, but we don't know. Yeah, you won't know until they get out there. Whether they're doing the work now, right? Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're all working hard. I'm. Sure. I mean, look, they're they're in winter conditioning now. What you do outside of that, both in the weight room, classroom, the, classroom, the in the film room Mm -hmm. then they say at your home as far as taking what you're you know what they're 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 teaching these guys how to eat right then you're taking it and applying it outside of you know being at the stadium but you got to do it on the weekends too you got to make sure that you're you can't sleep in the two o'clock on the weekends and miss three meals or whatever and not hydrate and then think you're going to come in two days or you know less than two days later and be at your best at a workout so it takes a tremendous amount of sacrifice so that's what, you know, being a selfless teammate is, and, and it's a hard thing to do, and you can't measure it when, you know, you're getting recruited and because you just never know. And so it's the it's it's a slippery slope to kind of, in my opinion, pigeonhole yourself to a certain height and weight for a position within reason, right? And here's what I mean. It's like you could be an eight-man and be a five-foot-eight center, Mm-hmm. And be a bad dude, you can't play at power five. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm, I'll take a guy that say if say if I have like I want my center to be six three and a half to six five. Mm-hmm. But a dude that's six two that can play the position, mm-hmm. then I'll make an exception for it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. I, I would imagine. And again, a lot of the the the, the Husker offseason talk is the offensive line, right? But you're talking about 15 kids who all have different body types, different expectations. Sure. Um, they know their weaknesses. I would imagine that it's been communicated, hey, you know, in your exit interview, okay, let's change your body type. Let's get your lower half a little more balanced. Let's get your hands a little more violent. Maybe you need to put on 15 pounds or lose 15 pounds. Maybe you need to improve your bench press uh, 20 pounds so you're, you're not getting bull rushed. All of those discussions are had, right? So sure. for the fans, they may not, they don't know those discussions. Right, That's yeah, why when the speculation hap- happens for me, I lean away a little bit because you know that you're not hearing 
what the coach is telling the player and then what player the leaders of those player groups are telling those players behind right. and you just never know about the kid that was say red shirted or a young guy that the light comes on or he worked his tail off during the season mm -hmm. and he continued to work after the season and then he's where he needs to be physically then that affects him mentally and then when you got a new coach and a new voice now the playing field is even. Yeah, he got a new life. Right. So, but then now I'm here. Now, yeah. all the things yeah. that I was thinking on the sideline or in the in the film room that I know now I'm about to show you. The matrix so, it comes together. Right. It so it slows down. You look, go ah. Look, the offensive line. It's a, it's a ton of opportunity, um, and there's 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 spots to be had. There's no nobody is safe, and that's the great thing about it. All right, let's throw the break. We got two more segments to get to. I do want to talk a little bit about tonight's game. We can delve, dive a little bit further into this body type thing because it's it's explaining a lot. Uh, and then we'll close out. We've got uh, Rico's question of the day: two Super Bowl scores. All of that and more in old school. Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here. 